Well, hey, friends, this is the final podcast for This Good Word of 2016. And before we get into it, I want to share with you a resource that I've created for you called These Good Words, 30 Days of Scripture and Reflection. So I've written 30 brand new essays, brand new content, and they're all centered around a specific passage every day. Uh, a very short passage of scripture. These are the scriptures that uh, I carefully selected them. These are the ones that are giving me life, that are helping me connect to God and to my own soul. And then there's two reflection questions at the end of each entry. Uh, each entry is just one page long. It's a downloadable PDF. And uh, so I've designed it for you to be able to read on your Kindle, on your iPad, on your iPhone, or on your desktop. Just a way for you to start each day or maybe end each day by connecting with what is most true about God, what is most true about you, and how you can bring all of that into this good world. So you can get it just by going to my website, steveweens.com, and then click on Books, the menu Books, or click on the link in the description for wherever you got, uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast or on the show notes. So uh, I hope you enjoy it, gang. It's 99 cents. Uh, and if you like it, please share it with your friends. That would help me a ton as I continue to think about uh, the next year of, of this good word. Thanks, everybody, and enjoy today's podcast. Hey, everybody. I'm Steve Weens, and this is my podcast where I explore humanity, spirituality, and mystery one word at a time. For more about my work, my writing, my books, my preaching, and all that good stuff, head on over to stevelines.com. Today I want to talk about a different way to approach the idea of New Year's resolutions. I've titled this podcast, Change That Actually Changes You. Because typically we look at something we don't like about ourselves right around this time of year. Maybe we have gained some weight over the holidays or over the last year. Maybe we want to start something or stop something and we make a decision, we make a goal, we make a resolution about how we're going to change our ways after January 1st. And typically, we all know this, but uh, we get fooled into thinking it's going to be different every single year. But typically, these are short bursts of energy that we have for maybe two weeks, maybe three weeks. Some of us even make it all the way into February, but then it's kind of like reading the Bible, right? You know, we... Um, we uh, start strong, <laughs> we make it somewhere around Leviticus, and then we burn out, you know, because there really is a different way uh, to be more gentle with ourselves and to listen to what our soul really wants and needs, and even to what God is inviting us into changing. And so today I want to talk about a different approach that is more about listening to God, to your own soul, and about what you really need and what you really want. These are some of the holiest questions that you can ask. What do I really need and what do I really want? And how can I begin to listen um, to a different voice other than the one that's clamoring in your mind and in your ear about how you know, uh, you weigh too much and your body's too fat and you have done way too much of this and so it's time to stop that. And you've done, you need to read more books or exercise more or do something different with money or stop smoking and all those things might be really, really good things for you to do. Um, but I think essentially there's something um, faulty with the way we think about 
these kinds of changes and these kinds of resolutions. If you Google New Year's resolutions right now, you're going to find over 24 million results come up. So basically, uh, New Year's resolutions have a tendency to make us feel less than. Even though we have all kinds of energy for it right now, again, where our pants feel tight and we're tired of eating sugar. And so, you know what? Yeah, change some of your eating. And But um, goals or resolutions have a tendency to make you feel less than because uh, you're looking at the way you are right now and you're saying, I don't have a certain thing that I want now, but if I work hard enough, I can have it in the future. Uh, and, and, and even as I say that, you know, maybe you're like, well, yeah, obviously, I mean, that's what it is. Like, I don't like that I weigh this much now. I don't like that I'm eating this much now. I don't like the way I feel now. So I want to feel better. And so maybe by March 1st, if I really change these ways about me, then I will feel differently. And there is a truth to that. There's a beauty to that. There's a thing that's real about that. But I also want to argue that for so many of us at this time of year, by only focusing on what we don't like about ourselves and how we can change that as quickly as possible, we're unintentionally hardwiring some ways of thinking in our brains that, ab that actually end up sabotaging the very results that you really want to get. So I want to talk about that for a second. And I want to offer a different approach. See, like, um, okay, I'm going to tell you something that I have done over the last 38 days. For 38 straight days, I have gone for a run. I've averaged three miles a day. So that means sometimes I run five miles, sometimes I run one mile, sometimes I run three, sometimes I run 4.2, sometimes 2.4. But I've averaged three miles a day for 38 straight days. My goal was to make it from November 21st all the way to December 31st. And it looks like that's going to happen. And I did that in part because I like challenges and I like goal setting and I like and I really wanted to make sure that I didn't gain any more weight <laughs> over the holidays. I'm one of the I'm at uh, some of the heaviest weight that I feel like I've ever been and I don't like it. And so I thought this running plan was going to be a way for me to, you know, like, you know, conquer my challenges, but also probably lose some weight. Right. So but but what has happened, interestingly, is I haven't lost any weight. And I'm looking at like January 1st comes and I really like running actually. I mean, I like it. I, I enjoy it. I, But there's a sense in which when January 1st comes and my goal is hit, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feel like, okay, now I have earned a break. I ran for 41 straight days. So now I'm maybe not going to run for a week. I don't know if I'm going to do that or not, but that's the way this kind of thing works. I'm going to lose 10 pounds. Once you lose 10 pounds, maybe you lose 12 there comes a time where you're super motivated to keep that weight off. But then some stress comes and you go, you know what? I lost those 10 pounds. So I'm going to eat that extra thing. I'm going to do that extra deal. I ran 41 straight days. So now I'm not going to run. I mean, see what I mean? So like there, there's a way in which once we hit the goal, if we hit the goal, and so many of us don't hit the goal when we make these kinds of goals and resolutions, then we then our, our brains unconsciously tell us we did it we need a break 
we deserve this, we deserve that, and before you know it, we've erased all of the gain <laughs> that we've done. Because so many of our goals are based on a kind of weird, less than mentality. I feel bad about this area in my life, and I think I should weigh this much. So I'm gonna set a goal so that I can, I can change that. Instead of pausing and saying, what do I really, at a soul level, what do I really want and what do I really need? So um, I'm going to offer a different perspective. And this is one that you may not lose any weight. You might gain some weight. <laughs> Maybe I've lost you now. Uh, you may not read any more books. You may read less books. Or you may read more books and you may lose weight. But those aren't the point. The point is to get in touch with what your soul, which has been created by God, which God connects to the most, your soul, where you are invited to uh, pursue the areas of life that you're invited to pursue and the areas of life that you're invited to let go. But it allows God to be the initiator of this change instead of the magazine article you read and everything right now, everything right now that you're going to read is going to be about, you know, losing this much weight so that you're going to be hitting it by the summer and bikini body and <laughs> whatever the male, you know, perspective is on that. Um, and I'm going to say there's a different way of living. There's a different way of being. There's a different way of changing. So here's what I want to invite you to do. And it does, I mean, it does involve um, some commitments to some, some times. But here's, here's what I want you to do. And here's what I'm going to do. For all of January, I'm going to start my day by praying this. God, I want to experience life in all of its fullness today. Please lead me there. So that's my prayer that I'm going to start every day. God, I want to experience life in all of its fullness today. Please lead me there. Every morning, as soon as I get some coffee, sit down on my chair by the fire. It's what I do in the mornings. God, I want to experience life in all of your fullness today. So lead me there. And then I'll probably read some passages of scripture. That's what I do. I follow the Revised Common Lectionary. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to my friend Nick Throckmorton. He put together um, an audio way to follow the Revised Common Lectionary. He reads the scriptures each day. It's called On the Eighth Day, on the eighthday.com. Uh, I'll put it in the show notes, but that's where you can listen to it. If you want to read it, just Google Revised Common Lectionary and follow it week by week. It's beautiful. And then at the end of the day, every day of January, or as many as you can, don't make it be about, you know, I did it every day or not. Just as many days as you can, pull out your journal or have a conversation with uh, someone you love and just answer these two questions. When did I feel most alive today? Like just review your day. Okay, I got in the car and I listened to the song and I, I loved it or went to work and ugh, I started with three really crappy emails and they sucked. But um, but then I had a really good interaction with a coworker. And I loved it. I, I felt like I gave some advice that really helped. Man, I felt alive that day. Um, and, then, okay, and then I had lunch and I maybe ate that donut and I, I didn't really need it, didn't really want to, but and I felt kind of bad afterwards, but... 
whatever. And then I felt kind of sluggish throughout the rest of the afternoon. And then, and then I got an email from my mom and she encouraged me and it was great. And I felt alive. And then, you know, I came home and the kids were kind of crazy. And so I yelled at them and I didn't feel real good about that, but I felt really good about the dinner conversation we had. It was good. And then we did some more work around the house, got the kids to bed. And then I had a great conversation with my, with my spouse, with my roommate, with whatever. Um, when did I feel most alive? In all those moments, when did I feel most alive? And then when did I feel most drained? That's the second question. First question, when did I feel most alive? Second question, when did I feel most drained? When did I feel like the life was being sucked out of me? When did I feel um, like I wasn't present? When did I feel like, um, ugh, I just, I just, life was draining. So start your day with that prayer. God, I want to experience life and all of its fullness today. So lead me there. End your day. And again, I think this can take five or 10 minutes by ending your day with these two questions. When did I feel most alive today? When did I feel pressure, drained, drained of life today? And then at the end of those 30 days, and again, maybe you've hit 22 of them. Awesome. Maybe 20. Awesome. 15. Awesome. That's enough. Uh, but most days, try to do it. Um, take out a highlighter or like a colored pen and begin to look for patterns. First, look at the things that you listed every day that you recorded them. What did, what did I feel most alive uh, when did I feel most alive? Again, maybe it was in a moment where I took a walk and breathed in nature. Maybe it was when I read a book. Maybe it was when I drove to work without listening to anything. Maybe it was when I, um, I don't know what it, I was going to say mow the lawn, but it's winter. Uh, for some of you in Australia, New Zealand, maybe you did mow the lawn today because uh, it's summer. But begin to look for the patterns and then, um, see if anything emerges as the things that brought you the most life. Maybe it's two or three kinds of things. Chances are that's what your soul really wants. That's what your soul really needs. And that's what God is inviting you to pursue more and more of. And then take a look at the things that are draining you, the things that are um, pressuring you. Look for patterns and underline those things with a different colored pen. And then kind of try to find the two or three things that maybe it's one thing that you really feel like the, this, is, this is something that consistently drains me of life. Why do I keep doing it? Um, and then from those two lists, I think you can have a pretty good perspective on what it is that God is inviting you to pursue and what it is that God is inviting you to let go of. I believe God wants you to experience life in all of its fullness. And that doesn't mean a happy, shiny life at all times. Sometimes that means doing things that are very difficult and pressing into things that uh, feel like, oh my goodness, uh, I don't want to do this, but it feels right. Other times it's going to mean pursuing things that maybe feel selfish, like making sure you get that 30-minute walk in every day and it's just for you. But you need to know that, that if that's something that brings you life, God wants you to do it 
so that you can be more and more of a whole, complete, full person in the other 23 and a half hours of every day. So um, experiencing life in all of its fullness generally means rejecting this less than attitude that puts happiness out 30 days or 30 pounds or when you're more this or less that. The problem with resolutions is it doesn't allow you to enjoy life as it actually is and accept life as it actually is. And I'm not, there's, okay. Yes, there are things to change in your life. But if you don't do it based on a gentle, whole, long-lasting perspective that um, takes into consideration what your soul needs, maybe it's more sleep, maybe it's more rest, maybe it's more soulful conversations with people, maybe it's saying yes to less things. I have a friend that says January, she lives right here in Minnesota, uh, her name's Megan, and she says every January, January is my most favorite month. And I go, really? Tell me why. She goes, well, I'm an introvert, and so am I. So I connected with her then. She goes, in January, I just click into deep freeze, and I say no to as many relational things as possible, and I just work on my art. I stay home, I'm a homebody, and I love it. So in January here in Minnesota, typically so many people hate it because it's the coldest month. It's Christmas is over. New Year's is over. Uh, you know, the Vikings haven't made it to the playoffs for another year in a row. <laughs> so you're like, oh my gosh. Um, but January is her favorite month because she, she uses it as a way to get what her soul needs because she's an introvert. She needs time alone. She needs time to recharge. And I love that. I love that perspective. So what is it that God is inviting you to pursue? These are the things that are bringing you life, that are bringing you a sense of meaning and purpose and joy. See, the things that bring you life are the things that aren't necessarily easy, although they might be. These are the things that give you a sense of purpose and meaning and connection and joy at a deep soul level. These are the things that give you purpose and meaning, satisfaction and joy and connection at a deep soul level. So pay attention. Pay attention to what's bringing you those things and pay attention to what's draining you of those things and make a commitment to pursue those things that are bringing you life, sense of meaning, purpose, satisfaction, joy, connection. Let those be your words that you're pursuing this year, meaning, purpose, joy, satisfaction, connection. Not what you feel like you should be doing, but the things that you deeply desire to do. Deeply desire. And then there's going to be some things, again, that you need to let go of. And those things will become clear. When you begin to focus on the things that are satisfying, that bring you meaning and purpose and joy and connection, it's going to become pretty obvious the things that don't bring those things. And you're going to be invited to let go of those things. And some of those things may be easy to let go of, and some of those things may be hard. So here's what we're going to do, gang. We're going to return to this idea in late January and early February, and we're going to connect. I'll tell you how I did. I'll tell you the things that came up for me. And I would love to hear via email, steve 
at stevebeans.com if you're in with this. Uh, I'd love to be able to email you uh, during January, little bits of encouragement. So email me, steve at stevebeans.com. Just put in the subject line, I'm in. Um, and uh, and again, you may be listening to this mid-January. Awesome. Start whenever it is that you are. Maybe it's January 15th. Just do it for 15 days. And um, again, I mentioned it uh, before the podcast started. I'm doing, uh, I'm offering a resource, 30 days of these good words, 30 days of scripture and reflection. It's available for 99 cents. It's a downloadable PDF that could be a jump start for you to do this thing. Uh, it's available at stevings.com slash books. No. Not cvs.com slash books. Just go to stevens.com and then click on books in the menu and you will find it. All right, everybody. I think that is enough. Um, grateful to be in it with you. Looking forward to 2017. Uh, I have some great guests actually that I'm starting to line up. Uh, people that I can't wait to talk to. And a lot of times the guests that I have on the show, you guys are people that I've never met and doing the podcast is a way for me to meet them and then share them with you. So um, I wish I could even say some of the people that have that have agreed to be on it, but I just want them to be uh, a, a surprise to you because it's going to be that kind of year. So love you guys in it together. We are dust and we are breath. We are limited and we are limitless. We are human and we are holy and we are in it together. See you in 2017, everybody.